Hello and welcome to The Case Files. I'm Kate Jabot. This is the podcast series where I bring you the true life stories behind some of the UK's most fascinating legal cases, all told with unparalleled access to the people and lawyers closest to events. We're going to be bringing you some more episodes soon featuring people caught up in serious situations. But for the moment, the coronavirus epidemic has had a huge impact on people in the UK. And Slater and Gordon wanted to respond by offering some legal advice and support in this difficult time. In this episode, you'll hear advice about your consumer rights when it comes to travel, cancelled events, insurance, credit cards and bank loans, as well as your rights as a renter or homeowner. Plus, some tips about how to avoid scams. There's lots of advice on the Slater and Gordon website you can look at as well. But before you go searching, let's hear from Mark Wollashack. He's a dispute resolutions lawyer with Slater and Gordon. He started by telling me about your rights if flights get cancelled because of the coronavirus pandemic. What we have here is what's called a force majeure. It's an act of God that prevents a contract being perfected through no fault of either party. In those circumstances, the contract should be unwound and you should be put in the position you would have been in had the contract never been entered into, which means you're entitled to your money back. Now, lots of flights, sorry, flight companies are offering people alternative flights instead. And you may want to think about doing that rather than seek a refund. Uh, the difficulty we have here is that lots of these flight companies have been asked for refunds. Lots of them are struggling to get by from day to day anyway. And they're going to be fine. They might find it hard to, to meet refunds. It might put them out of business. Now, if that happens, your recourse is to go to your credit card company if you've bought your ticket with a credit card and it costs you over £100. Under the Consumer Credit Act, you're entitled to have, you have a light claim against your credit card company as you do against the flight company. What about sporting events, tickets to those or, or the Olympics, for example? Generally, the sporting events, it's like if you go to a football game. You've got, you've got tickets to go to, to see the match on Saturday. There's a, there's a terrible uh, downpour and the pitch is waterlogged and they postpone it. They don't cancel it. They postpone it for another day. Now, in those circumstances, the terms of the contracts generally provides that you don't get a refund. You have to go to postpone game instead. And I would imagine that that's what um, the uh, football clubs and people like that might seek to argue here. The difficulty is that at the moment, we don't know whether there's going to be an end to the season, whether the games are going to stop now, whether there are going to be any games. So if those circumstances, if the game isn't going to be replayed, then you are titled to a refund. With the Olympics, we don't know whether if it is cancelled, will they put it on a, at a later date? So strictly speaking, I, uh, legally... Unless there's anything in, in the Olympics terms that says otherwise, you'd be entitled to your money back. What about if you've paid for accommodation and it's booked? It depends whether you've bought the accommodation and the tickets for the Olympics as the one package. If you have, then if the Olympics isn't going to take place, you're entitled to your money back for everything. If you've bought your, um, your tickets under one contract, your your hotel under another and your uh, sports tickets independently there's three separate contracts there and only one of those three contracts isn't going to be acted upon Tokyo's still going to be there so the hotel's still going to be there and the flight can still take you to Tokyo um, so strictly speaking legally they're still entitled to payment um, if the Olympics is rescheduled I would expect the hotel um, and the um, flight company to offer you a rescheduled ticket instead 
What about festivals and large concerts? Are there any differences with those? It's the same thing. If a, if a fen- Glastonbury's been cancelled, that's mm. been cancelled, you're entitled to your money back. If you've got a ticket for Glastonbury and you've got a ticket for the hotel around the corner, then the hotel around the corner um, isn't, strictly speaking, required to pay you back. Although most hotels do have a cancellation policy, provided you cancel within so long before your date of arrival. Let's talk about um, accommodation now. Um, somebody who's renting, what kind of rights do they have at the moment? Your rights haven't changed. You still have to pay your rent. However, um, the government has really, has just brought in legislation to say that during the um, the virus and the, the lockdown, you will not landlords will not be able to take possession proceedings against their tenants. So if you do fall into arrears, the landlords can't seek to remove you for that. Uh, but your arrears will accrue, and under the tenancy agreement, there will probably interest that's going to be paid as well. So it's in a, the interest of tenants to pay something if they possibly can towards their, their rent, if they if they can afford to do so. Can we just turn that to the flip side? What if you are a landlord and your tenant can't isn't paying, can't saying they can't pay because of the current situation? Um, you'll just have to wait for the situation to end, I'm afraid. There's nothing you can do at the moment because you can't be possession proceedings. Uh, what about mortgage holidays then? How is that going to work? It'll be similar. The banks won't seek to repossess your property from you, but the money will still have to be paid. And um, it'll probably depend from bank to bank what interest they're going to charge you for late payment if you're not paying during this um, this this period. Are there any general rules that you can draw in terms of uh, purchases you've made, whether it be for you know the, the things we've already talked about, on the credit card or not on a credit card? Do, do your rights change quite considerably? If you bought something with a credit card and you've spent over £100 and less than £30,000, uh, you are entitled um, any claim you have against the provider of the goods, you have a similar claim against the credit card company. So, for example, whenever I buy a washing machine, I always make sure I buy it on a credit card because if the washing machine goes goes wrong and the shop isn't there anymore, I can still claim against a credit card company. If you bought something on a debit card for less than £100, some debit cards do have a cashback scheme um, where they will be, you will be refunded some money. But that's not all debit cards. You need to check that. What about... Um, if? The situation, say, of, of a concert or travel or something like that, you have some insurance. Um, can you claim on, against your insurance? Yes, you can. It would depend on the terms of the insurance policy. I'd find that these insurance policies, they will cover you, um, but they want you to exhaust every other avenue first. So if I use the example of your flight's bought by a credit card and the flight company goes under and the flight's cancelled, you can claim under your insurance, but you've got to, first of all, got to try to get the money back for the flight company, then you try to get your money back from your credit card, and if those two don't work, then you go against your insurance company. But you will be covered in the, in the long term. What if you're planning or still hopeful you might be able to make a trip sometime soon? Given the current experiences, is there anything more that people can do to protect themselves should it get worse? So far as holiday insurance is concerned, uh, holiday insurance companies are now seeking to change their terms so they don't actually cover coronavirus because they're getting too many claims on it. So you need to be really certain if you have got uh, holiday insurance that um, it does cover the coronavirus. So it's an actual specific exclusion for the coronavirus itself? Yes, I understand that. that. That's what they're trying to introduce now. 
which is to limit their 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 liability going forward. I've also heard they're trying to retrospectively amend their insurance contracts to um to avoid paying out on coronaviruses for historical claims. Um, they can't they can't do that because that's what's called a retrospective variation of a contract, which you can't do without the approval of the other side. What kind of things are companies trying to do to get out of paying out for coronavirus? Uh, I haven't had any um, examples of this myself because it hasn't, hasn't uh, crossed my desk, but I've, I've heard that this is happening now. Uh, I would imagine that they're saying that um, because the pandemic is so widespread, um, they are entitled not to pay out under their terms. Now, the only way they could... The only way they could argue that is if there's some kind of clause within their agreement that entitles them not to pay out if there is a pandemic that affects the world the way that we're being affected at the moment. Um, If there isn't, then what they're seeking to do is retrospectively amend the terms of a contract. And you legally are not entitled to do that unless the other party agrees to it as well. What about the people who are stranded abroad? I'm not getting those calls, but... um, if they are standard aboard, then they, they are entitled to get to be flown back. The flight company isn't, exist, isn't in existence anymore. There will be, at worst case scenario, the government will arrange for them to get flown back. I bet you've never been so busy in your life. Uh, it's, um, it's interesting. It's interesting. The trouble is that where we are at the moment is just so extraordinary that we're all kind of learning as we go along because we've never, ever had anything like this before. And I'm talking to you about the legal position with contracts and things like that. But then the government steps up and it says, we'll do this or we'll do that or we'll, we'll, uh, we will, we'll stop possession proceedings. No, we haven't had this before. And so you're, you're trying to second guess what's going to happen next. You mentioned that um, it's kind of extraordinary times because you may have a contract and then the government comes out and says something Maybe that's different. Does that nullify a contract? Is, are we in, in uncharted legal territory, potentially? Yeah, I mean, strictly speaking, the government can do pretty much anything. Um, uh, I don't think it will. But no, it's, 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 it, what the government's seeking to do at the moment is to, to uh, ensure people don't lose money unnecessarily, to try to ensure that those people who are vulnerable, people who can't afford their rent and things like that, uh, are not made in a worse position. Um, they're in, they're in a very difficult position because they're having to please everybody uh, in what is an extraordinary time. What can you do if you haven't got much money to actually challenge these things? There will be complaints procedures that companies will have. Companies will belong to professional bodies who will have their complaints procedures as well. If you can't get any redress through following complaints procedures, you could always bring a small claim in a county court yourself. And how would you do that? you would issue proceedings at local county court, or you can do it online now as well. What would your advice be to someone who is about or would still like to book a flight sometime in the future to protect themselves against uh, the kind of situations we're seeing today? If you want to go, you want a, uh, a package holiday in the Far East, buy it all as a one package. So if it all falls down, you can get you can have the, the claim for the one thing rather than buy a flight, buy a hotel. If you're going to spend over £100, buy it on a credit card. Look at the terms and conditions of the holiday policy you're going to have and look at the terms and conditions of the airline and the hotel with regard to cancellation. So you mentioned that if you paid more than £100 on, on a credit card for something that you were entitled to a refund. Um, is there a chance that um, 
as credit card companies feel the pinch, they may try and revise the rules? No, they can't do that because um, for two reasons. First of all, there's a Consumer Credit Act that governs um, all these transactions, a statute, they can't get around that. The only possible difficulty would be if what was happening now is so severe that banks go under, that would be your risk. And the bank that owns a credit card is no longer able to pay out on these sort of things. Can we, in these times, look to the banks so and expect any extra help from them? Only um, so far as you'll have um, holidays with your mortgages. They might also be more relaxed if you have a business and you have a business loan or even a personal loan in your um, repayments um, because everybody realises that everybody else is struggling now. And uh, what's the point of, uh, of dragging somebody down when this person would ordinarily pays their loan very back very well and we'll do again when his problems are over. And sadly in these kind of situations there are the scammers that always spring up. What kind of advice can you give to people about spotting that and not falling victim to them? It's the same as if someone's ringing you up about your credit card or, or something. Don't give your credit card details or your bank details to anybody over the telephone. Banks when asked don't expect you to do that. Um, if someone rings you up unsolicited, uh, unsolicited um, I had a call myself this morning. Someone had made a claim against my credit card, which wasn't true. That was an automatic call, then put me through to a, to a voice. Just be very careful. If you've got any doubt about the um, legitimacy of the call of the person you're speaking to, um, end the call, say, look, I'm don't, I don't mean to be rude, but I want to check with my bank that this is genuine. Um, and if they are genuine, they will understand. Mark Willishak, thank you very much for your time. My pleasure. If you want to know more, go to the website slatergordon.co.uk where there's lots more information. There's also another podcast looking at how COVID-19 is affecting employment. You can also head to our social media channels, search hashtag casefilespod and join the conversation. And if you want a break from coronavirus, have a listen to our other case file podcasts, which feature some true life stories of ordinary people who find themselves in some extraordinary situations. I'm Kate Chabot. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.